Welcome everyone here at Boss It. We would love to hear from you. Join us in our Boss It community by heading over to our website, bossitclub.com and join our mailing list. As we grow, we will be launching our community of fellow Boss It BFFs and we want you to be a part of it. Okay, Sophie and Noreen, let's dig into this. Hello everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of the Boss It Podcast. Today we're gonna to have Sana Saleh on the show and we are so extremely excited to hear her story. She is a wife and a mother of two, and she lives in Toronto, Canada. She actually owns two businesses and started her entrepreneurial journey after she had her first child at the age of 25. She has an audience of over half a million followers now globally, and she continues to expand her business every day. Her vision is to bring empowerment and confidence to women and their families all around the world. So I'm recording this introduction after I've interviewed Sana, and I have to say, she has truly shown how you can take your circumstances and make them into what you want them to be. So for example, Sana speaks about how after becoming a mother, she needed to change her entire career. She is actually a social worker by profession. And her story just indicates how it's okay to pivot. It's okay to try things that are new and it's okay to be open to growth and change. You guys are going to love this interview. So guys, hold tight. Sana is coming on the show next. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Suman underscore S, who left us an amazing review and this is what she had to say. I've been following also Sophia's journey of starting out small and then having her products launched at a big box retailer like Walmart. Listening to their podcast has introduced me to Laura as well. I look forward to learning tips on how to manage a business of my own while managing my family. Both Noreen and Laura are great entrepreneurs to have started this Bossit Club to share their journey and knowledge with us. It's definitely not easy to start something without a clue where to begin. Can't wait for more episodes. Thank you so much, Simon. We really appreciate your reviews. And guys, remember... We read every single one of your reviews. So please go ahead, go to iTunes, hit subscribe, and then leave us an amazing review. And we will be so happy. And we will, of course, share it on our show. All right, guys, let's get started. Welcome to the Bossit Podcast. My name is Sophia Noreen, and I took an Etsy startup and launched it in big box retailers within 12 months. As a creative with an entrepreneurial drive, I left my full-time career in healthcare to find better harmony between career, family, and self-care. We believe you can have it all. Yes, you can launch and run a successful, scalable business while maintaining harmony in all aspects of your life. We believe we can learn from each other and draw on many experiences to create the best life possible. During each episode, we will share proven life hacks that will keep you on top and striving every day. There should be no hesitation. Make a plan, take action. We are here for you. This episode of the Boston Podcast is brought to you by the Full Focus Planner. Guys, trust me, it's super difficult to run a business plus have yourself organized with everyday life. Trust me, I know. We have found that the Full Focus Planner is the best planner to help me and it's the best planner that will help you stay focused every day. What I love most about this planner is that this planner does a really good job of breaking down your quarterly goals and then it helps translate them into weekly goals and daily goals. Head over to the link in our show notes to check out this fantastic planning tool. All right, guys, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Bossit Podcast. And today we have Sana Salea on. And as you heard from her intro, she is a very busy lady and we want to hear more about her story. But before we get mm -hmm. started with her story, we're going to say hi, Sana, and how are you doing? 
Hello, I'm doing good. We're so happy to have you on today on the Boss It Podcast. So we're going to get philosophical. Can you mm-hmm. tell us one personal mantra that keeps you motivated and going every day? That's a really good one. Okay. There's one quote that has always stuck to me because I really feel like my growth as an entrepreneur has really changed over the years. And I'm sure it's like that for a lot of people that start a business. They can be in one space one year and five years down the road, they're a completely different person. So for me, the quote that always sticks out for me is to do things that make you uncomfortable so you can see yourself grow. Because I feel like if we always stay in that shell of who we are, like deep down as a person, we're never really going to see ourselves grow. We're never going to blossom. We're never going to experience new things or try new things. So for me, that's like literally exactly my life is four and a half ish years ago. I wouldn't even take pictures of myself. Like I was so, my self-esteem was really low. I didn't really think people cared much or I didn't think people would relate to me. There's so many things that I was like, back then that I'm completely the opposite of like right now. So I'm so much more open. I'm outgoing. I share my raw moments of my life. So much has changed. And I really feel like as an entrepreneur, you do have to get uncomfortable to see yourself excel. So that's my motivation. That's my inspiration for my entrepreneurial journey. I love that. And I think a lot of people can relate because it is uncomfortable to put yourself out there. And as we Mm -hmm. heard from your bio, you are a social media guru. So you have... 500,000 followers or has it grown mm-hmm. since I last? Got- oh my gosh. Yes. I would say like across all platforms, it's probably closer to 550, but we just wow. surpassed the half a million. It's crazy. It's fabulous to know that a few years back, four years back, you were shy to be on social media yeah. and here you are now with half yeah. a million followers plus. Yeah. My profile used to be completely private, like not public at all. So I had less than a hundred friends that were able to see my content. So that tells you how much has changed. (laughs) I love that. And so we're going to get into your story now. And basically your story will highlight this transition and how Mm -hmm. you have gone from being shy or being self-conscious or more conscientious of being in front of the camera to now being able to get yeah. on. And so share with us, start from the beginning or start from the middle, give us the juicy parts and how does it relate back to your mantra? Absolutely. Okay. So my professional background is in social work. I was a professional social worker. I worked in child protection. So as you can imagine, my life was very stressful. I emotionally, I was just becoming very burnt out This is when I got pregnant a year into my marriage, very fresh, and I got pregnant and being pregnant while you're a child protection social worker is a little messy. I'm going to be straight up honest. It's a little bit messy because people say like, how are you teaching me how to be a parent when you're pregnant right now? And all those things. So it just added to the stress. So I mentally blocked out in my mind that I didn't want to go back to work just because I knew that when I was going to give birth and have a baby that I just needed all my attention to be towards my baby. So I mentally was preparing for that already, but I honestly had zero plan. I had no idea what that would look like. Like owning a business just did not even cross my mind. And then I stumbled across it after I had my first baby. She was about 17, 18 months and I got pregnant with my second baby. (laughs) My second baby, when I was pregnant with her, that's when I found my first official business. And like I said, I wasn't looking for it. I stumbled across it and I've been running with it for almost four years now, that same business. And so for me, I just feel like 
when you see something or you find something that you just become passionate about, it just becomes part of your flow, like your everyday kind of life. And so for me, that's what it was. Like, it's not like I was looking for it. I wasn't out there searching on what to do. And for me, it was my answer. It was my answer as to how to remain stress-free. It was my answer on how to stay at home with my babies, on how to bring an income and to find something for myself, find something that gave me passion. I found something that I really enjoyed doing while I was still at home with my kids. So I've been running with that for four years. And like I said, I completely started off with the most lowest self-esteem. I was like, no one's going to listen to me. No one's going to buy from me. This is going to be so weird for me. I've never been on camera. Um, I was super shy. And lo and behold, like here we are. So (laughs) anything is possible over time. Exactly. Exactly. So your first business it's it's YouTube. I just want to uh, highlight for our listeners because you have a couple of businesses now. So the first mm-hmm. one that you started after the birth of your second child, is that correct? Or did you start? Um, it was hand in hand. My beauty business and my YouTube channel were like hand in hand. I started okay. them at the same time. I figured if I was going to talk about beauty products, I might as well do it on camera and like right. share on of video, course. like what I'm using, what my skincare routine is and what my yes. makeup routine is and stuff like that. So that's basically how it started. <laughs> nice. And that was four years ago. And since then you have expanded. I have expanded a lot. So I'm still continuing to do my beauty business. And then the, I would say like the spring of this year, it, it, we started TikTok. Me and my husband started TikTok. And if any of you a little bit about TikTok, you'll know that it is a crazy, incredible platform for growth. And we joined it not knowing at all what would happen. And we literally grew overnight. Like I remember... Yeah, we posted like maybe three or four cat videos and then they didn't, they did nothing. And then me and my husband like sat down and we just made jokes with each other and we grew like 50,000 followers like overnight. It was crazy. And so that's kind of when we looked at each other, we're like, we could really do this. Like this could really help us across all of our platforms. And that's exactly what happened. And now here we are nine months later, we're half a million on TikTok. It's across all platforms. We've grown so, so much and we've started a new business now. So now we own a job company as well. So it's crazy. Honestly, like you have no idea what your life is going to look like in a few years. If you asked me this four or five years ago, I would probably laugh and say that would never happen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But you were open to the opportunity. You saw Mm -hmm. that people were engaging with you and they were enjoying your company on TikTok, especially during the time we're recording this uh, at the beginning of October. We're hot in the mess of COVID and the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. when you started your TikTok, that was also the circumstances. So everyone at that time was looking Mm -hmm. for that social interaction. And then they found you guys and you guys are such a fun, bubbly couple and you are entertaining. Like I follow you on TikTok and on your (laughs) other social media as well. So I totally understand why people are drawn to you as being a social entrepreneur. And now mm-hmm. your hijab business. So tell us how did that start and maybe give us some of the ups and downs and learnings from the hijab business. Yeah. So that exact same thing. It started out of quarantine, started out of boredom. I had a white hijab just laying around. I have a collection of like a hundred plus hijabs and everybody was doing tie dye. It was all over TikTok. It was all over YouTube. Everyone's sitting at home um, in quarantine. And so people were just tie dyeing their clothes. So I was like, no one has tie dyed a hijab. Like, I wonder what this would look like. So I literally went to Walmart picked up some dye, brought it home. I grabbed a hijab out of my closet and I tie dyed it. And then I started wearing it because I fell in love with it. I started wearing it on TikTok and people started asking like, where'd you get your hijab? That is so cool. I've never seen a tie dyed hijab before. And I was like, I made it like, 
I'm not selling it. It's, this was just for fun. And so one day me and William, we sat down and we looked at each other. We're like, do you think that people would actually buy tie-dye hijabs? And we looked and we honestly searched everywhere and we looked over all over the web, all over Instagram, and no one was selling them. No one was making them. So we're like, there's definitely a market here. This is a trend right now. People love it. Like, I think we could really run with this. And so we did it. We tie-dyed probably close to 100 hijabs before I feel like we got it right and figured out how to do it properly. So there was a lot of failures. There was a lot of investing in terms of (laughs) time and scarves and finding the right material. And oh my gosh, it took months and months of hard work until we found like the most perfect material till we found the designs that we liked, the colors that we liked. Uh, we DIY basically everything. I did my website myself. We got our pictures done. We did everything ourselves ground up. And even today we tie dye every single day. We sell out and then we tie dye and then we sell out. And we tie dye. It's just been such a blessing. It's crazy. And like I said, you have no idea like this was completely spontaneous. Like it was never in the cards. And years and years ago, seven, eight years ago, when I started wearing hijab, I was like, how cool would it be to have a hijab company um, someday? Everybody has that dream in their mind. I would love to be a fashion designer. I would love to own a clothing label or whatever. So that was like in the forefront of my mind, but I never actually thought I could put it into action. And that's the thing is like when you have a passion for something and you just take those first few steps and you figure it out, even if you fail, you get back up, you try again, and eventually it just becomes a success. It's, it's a pretty neat story. <laughs> they say, right? Fall down seven times, get up eight. And I think you've yes. done that in the story mm-hmm. regarding the hijab company. And what's your hijab company's name? Lala Hijabs, my five-year-old named our hijab company. <laughs> that is fantastic. And getting the whole family involved, that's your story as a family, Lala Hijabs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like the fact that you guys are really bootstrapping this business, not mm-hmm. just by finances, but you're also doing everything yourself. So you are mm-hmm. hand dyeing all the hijabs yep. yourself, and you are yep. obviously picking, par- packing and parceling out all the hijabs yourself, yep. uh, mm-hmm. doing all your tech yourself. Yes. It just shows that you don't need a lot mm-hmm. uh, of investment nope. to get started if you nope. have just a passion. willpower. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. We'll go at the end. We'll share all of your handle, social media, and the Lala Hijab website so that everyone can go and check out these fantastic tie-dyed hijabs. And then you have a fall collection coming as well. Yes. October 12th. Yep. That's going to be great. Oh my goodness. So I know. I think this episode will be released in the middle of the fall. So everyone, mm-hmm. you can go check out that, the fall collection. Yay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So I love this story, but now I want you to share some advice with our listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that you wish you knew prior to starting off on your entrepreneurship journey? Okay. So probably one of the biggest hurdles that I had was the ups and downs. You have to know that it's never going to be just an uphill thing. You you can't expect to just make a whole schwack of money overnight. You can't expect to have a whole bunch of customers overnight or a whole bunch of followers overnight. Like I know it looks that way on social media for people, but I would say 99.9% of the time, that's not what it is. (laughs) It takes a lot of work. It's going to look like a roller coaster. It's going to go up and down. And I wish I knew that in the beginning because I was very hard on myself when I would hit the lows. And, um, 
I wish I just had someone to tell me that like you're in a low right now, but you're going to go back up. You just need to be consistent. It's about being consistent. It's about making sure that you continue doing what you're doing and putting your voice out there and people are always going to eventually listen. But you have to be really firm in terms of being consistent, being like having your vision in sight and never giving up. Because if you give up when you're having one of those lows, like you're never going to progress. Exactly. I think you said it very well. I think that it's difficult. Mm -hmm. We can't underestimate how difficult it is to be your own motivator when it comes to picking yourself up in those low times. And also having that expectation of yourself. Some people think that, Mm -hmm. like you said, it looks like it's happening overnight, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And so you put this Mm -hmm. expectation on yourself, which is completely unrealistic. Exactly what you've said. If you're having a bad day, you need to still show up. And for you being a social entrepreneur, being on all these social media platforms, you're showing up every day or at at your consistency because that's what you've promised your Mm -hmm. followers, right? You've been showing Mm -hmm. up so many times before and they're expecting Sana to show up. And if Sana Mm -hmm. doesn't show up, then there's a question like, where did she go? And then know something's wrong. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, they're probably DMing you and messaging you. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so I think that's very practical advice for everyone to just realize Mm -hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. not a straight line up. It's not a keep- straight line up. And it might look that way. Like it might've looked that way. Like when we started TikTok, like how quickly we grew like overnight, but you have to remember this is like years in the making. Like this is years of being on social media, learning how to use it, all of those things. It takes time. It's going to take time. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's fantastic. Let's move on to how do you keep yourself moving? How do you goal set mm-hmm. and manage your time? <clears throat> we know you're busy. Mm-hmm. You have multiple mm-hmm. businesses and you have a family uh, mm-hmm. with two young girls. So we know your time is very precious. Do it. Very precious. Yeah. So we actually homeschool both of our girls too. add that to the mix of everything. Two businesses, homeschooling, social media, TikTok, all the things. We are very busy. And the biggest thing that keeps me organized is time blocking. So a lot of the work that we do, like the actual focused work is when the kids are sleeping. So whether that's nap time, whether that's before they wake up or whether that's after they go to bed at night. And then when we are with them, we try to remain like laser focused on what they're doing so we can always be present. So that is hard. I'm going to admit over the years, I've struggled a lot with that because my businesses purely run on social media right? Like I'm, I rely on social media. So I'm like always have my phone in my hand or I'm always checking messages or I'm always responding to emails. I'm trying to be really responsive to my audience. And I've had to really learn like when it's okay to do that and when it's time to put the phone away. And, and that's a struggle I think a lot of people have. Yeah. I love time blocking as well. Time blocking is definitely an asset everyone can mm. basically utilize in, their, in managing their time. And I like how you've looked at how your day is. For example, you have children, so mm-hmm. you're doing your focus work during nap time and bedtime. And I think sometimes people don't realize that you're not isolated in a bubble. And so they'll say, oh, yeah. I have to do all this at this time. And they try to stick to that, but then they have a toddler that's running around that needs their attention. And sometimes that's not Mm going to work. So I like that approach that you've taken. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a nine to five. It could be a chunks of time, right? Like it can just be chunks of time that you've dedicated, whether it's seven to 9 a.m. and then one to 3 p.m. or whatever, as long as it's laser focused time and you are very focused on your work, that is what's going to be valuable. Because if you're going to be working and you're going to be on your phone scroll holing at the same time, it's not productive. So as long as you are laser focused on your work, you can get a lot done. Surprisingly, you can get a lot done in a very short amount of time, as long as you make sure that you time block. 
100%. And speaking of phones, do you put your phone away when you are doing focus work? Yeah, I do. Although I do a lot of content creation, so I use my phone for a lot of my work, whether it's recording video or whatever. But when we're packing orders, when we're dyeing hijabs, things like that, we're always laser focused and have the phone away. Okay. Yeah. Unless we're listening to a a podcast, which I love. That's (laughs) such a good segue. You can use your phone to listen. You just can't touch it. Yes. Always have the Bluetooth speaker on and and listen to it. There you go. Okay. That's fantastic. So everyone needs to try time blocking. We've talked about that in previous episodes on the Bossit podcast Mm -hmm. about the value of time blocking. And now Sana has basically shown you that it works for her too. So if you haven't Mm -hmm. started time blocking yet, guys, go and block off a chunk of time in your schedule. I do about two hours at a time. I don't know what Sana. About two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Chunk it off and then make sure it fits with your day. Make sure that it's fitting Mm -hmm. with your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about the business. We've talked about the family. We've talked about your mantra, but we want to know now, how do you manage your own mental health and your check-ins, especially knowing that you are actually a social worker. So this must be something that you're more aware of than Mm -hmm. most entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like I said, when I was a social worker, I did struggle. I feel like it was because I was so new um, in the field and the work was so fresh. I was just newly married. I was pregnant. So hormones were kind of raging. So for me, I was emotional all the time, but I made sure that when I was at home that I put my work away. Like I just completely stopped thinking about work, whether I was emotional or whatever, I would just try to turn that off. And over the years now, like since my first daughter was born, she's five and a half now almost. And I've just learned that I need me time. Like I need to have me time. Like I absolutely adore my kids and love them. And I just like to take about 20 minutes or even a half hour at the end of the day. And I just take me time. So whether that's some self-care, for me, that looks like doing a face mask, um, doing my skincare, um, listening to a podcast, catching up on YouTube, watching some Instagram stories, like whatever it is but like on my own, that honestly recharges me. Like it really does. And it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me know that I'm taking care of my own body. I'm taking care of my own self and it just helps me recharge. So self-care could look different for everybody. It could be reading a book. It could be going out for a walk alone. It could be, I don't know, adults even color at this point. Like people do anything for that little bit of relaxation time where you're just focused on something completely different and you're focused on yourself. So for me, that looks like skincare, masking, just being away a little bit separate for a little bit of time so I can breathe. And that keeps me like motivated. It keeps me really fired up. And for me, I, I don't have any burnout anymore because I take that time for myself. I love that. So do you do that every day, every other day? What's your frequency for making every single day? Wonderful. Every single day, no matter how tired I am, I always, every single day at the end of the day, I take that time. Okay. And I love that. And I love how you have come to that realization after going through the hurdles that you had Mm -hmm. gone through about four or five years back. So Mm -hmm. that's something that we speak about a lot on the Bossit podcast about making sure you check in with yourself do your mental health check-ins, making sure that you're taking care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of anything else, including your business. So make sure you check in. And if you need a break like twice a day, that's okay too. Like you do the frequency that you need. It's Mm -hmm. all about just trying to match up how your energy is with your time of your day. For example, for me, two o'clock, I need to take like a break. Otherwise Mm -hmm. (laughs) I might not be so happy when I pick up my kids from school. So everyone's different and you just need to tune into that. Yes, exactly. 
This has been so fantastic, Sana. Those are all the questions we have for you today. But we want to find you on social media. We want to find your website. So give it to us. Give us all the channels that we can find you on. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's start with mine. So if you want to find me on my personal Instagram account, it's Sana Saleh Beauty, S-A-N-A-S-A-L-E-H, Beauty. And then if you want to find Lala Hijabs on Instagram, it's just Lala Hijabs, L-A Hijabs. If you want to find, we have two TikTok accounts. So we have the Saleh family one, mine and my husband's account. It's just S-A-L-E-H family. And then I started a separate account uh, for Lala Hijabs and it's just Lala Hijabs. And then if you want to find my YouTube channel, it's Sana Saleh Beauty Channel, uh, youtube.com slash Sana Saleh Beauty Channel. And that's pretty much it. Those are all my socials. You'll find me everywhere and you'll find a lot of people are shocked. They'll message us on TikTok or they'll message on Instagram. They're like, oh my God, you replied. I'm like, we reply. We try to reply to everybody. Like we might get, we get a lot of comments on TikTok. Like we can't really keep up on comments, but if you ever DM us, we will always respond to you. That is the secret sauce. So if you want to get in touch with me or ask any questions about anything, like I'm very transparent. I'm an open book. There's been so many people that have come out of the woodworks and asked us since we started our hijab company. Um, They've been like, I wanted to start my own and like, how did you do it? And so we're totally open. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us as long as it's a DM. Yes. So DM them on TikTok or Instagram. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to link everything in the show notes. So if you are driving right now, please don't take out your phone and try (laughs) to quickly put it in. If you're driving or doing anything, your hands are not free. We will have it all in the show notes and we'll hyperlink it. So you can just tap it and I'll send you right to the pages and right to her website for Lala Hijabs. Awesome. Thank you again, Sana. This was such a good interview. We've learned so much and you're such an inspiration for basically showing us that anything is possible even growing Mm -hmm. to half a million plus followers. So guys, Mm -hmm. uh, remember, make a plan and take action. And yes, you can have it all. Love it. Bye for now. So my fellow bosses, did you enjoy that episode? Now it's time for you to make a solid plan and take action. But first, remember to subscribe and follow the Boss It podcast so you receive a notification whenever we drop an episode. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes. Take a screenshot of your review and share it on Instagram as a post or a story and tag us at Boss It Club. If Instagram is not your thing, no worries. Email your screenshot to podcast at bossitclub.com. As a massive thank you, we will be sending you our top 50 tips for starting and scaling a business. This list is exclusively for podcast reviewers, so don't miss out. Now remember, bosses, make a plan and take action in all aspects of your life. Yes, you can have it all.